Hey everybody, this is Kason, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Hey Kids, this is Titans Talk with Kason, an unofficial Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, my co-host, my mom. What's up, Kason? It's so good, so, so good to be back in the studio with you. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. It's always a great day to be in the studio with my son, talking about our Titans, talking to people that talk about the Titans. And that's what takes us to today's episode. What do we have? Well, I want to thank you, listener, for tuning into my show today. This is my seventh episode in My Life As series. I think that there are a lot of cool jobs in the world of sports and in the NFL. And if you're like me, you may have wondered how some of these talented people got started doing what they do. I've been lucky enough to talk with some people who have these cool jobs. My guest today has a really unique job as a reporter covering the Tennessee Titans. He has a live primetime sports show for an on-demand sports network, and he gets to record it in his house. He's from Indiana, but thankfully he's not a Colts fan, but he loves the Indiana Hoosiers basketball team. He's Buck Rising from A to Z Sports Nashville. We had a great time with Buck. He was so kind and gave us a lot of time. He's such a busy dude, uh, but man, we had a blast. We learned a lot. I know I did. I did too. Yeah, every time I listen to his show, I learn something new, and I'm always entertained. And I'm just so grateful that he uh, that he was on the show. So shout out to Buck Rising. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was really an honor. And we did all this through Zoom. Shout out to our Zoom friends out there. We're keeping safe, staying socially distanced. And like Kaysen said, we're just grateful for Buck for taking so much time to chat with us today. And if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review our show. And (laughs) share. And share. And we would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy our conversation with Buck Rising. Today we have a very special guest on the podcast. He's got one of the most unique jobs in sports reporting, in my opinion. He covers my favorite team, the Tennessee Titans, for his really cool on-demand sports talk show that airs multiple nights a week and writes in-depth articles for A to Z Sports Nashville. He's an on-air guest host sometimes for 104.5 The Zone Nashville, and he hosts his own podcast. He's the one and only Buck Rising. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you very much, Kaysen and Carrie, for allowing me to uh, be on your platform today. I am hoping that I can live up to the standards that you guys set here on this podcast, because I know it's very popular. I know it is very informative for Titans fans who are uh, who are a little bit younger in demographic and among all of us, because we all need different perspectives. And I think you guys do a really great, uh, great job around here. Wow. Thank you. Thank that is, you. that means so a much. lot. That means a lot. Well, it's, it's really an honor to have you on the show. I like listening to when you're on 104.5. I think you have really good perspectives on, uh, let's say, what happened in the previous game, what's going to happen on the next game, and all this different stuff for the Titans. And I think you really do a good job on that. And yeah, it's really just an honor to have you with us. Well, I hope that you continue to keep that energy and that I don't do anything to embarrass myself on your podcast, because those are very kind words. And I... But I, Kaysen, you got to understand, like I operate with a very, very low bar. That way it's very easy for me to exceed expectations. Because if you set the bar low, then I sound a lot better. But I appreciate you hyping me up for the people. You're welcome. So we're just going to jump right into this. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, uh, I wanted to be a veterinarian 
because, and this is going to say, I hope my girlfriend doesn't hear this, uh, because I refuse to get a dog now. (laughs) But initially, I very much enjoyed animals. And I thought that that might be something that might do well as a career until it turns out that I really am not terribly animal friendly and also not very scientific, (laughs) which is a necessity (laughs) to be a veterinarian. Uh, so those dreams of being a vet were very quickly dashed. And then I, uh, and then I had to figure out something else to do. Being a veterinarian, I heard is very hard. And I think you're doing a a great job of what you're doing right now. Well, thank you. I, uh, I hope that continues to be the case because, uh, that's, uh, it's very much a performance-based business. So if I start to stink at my job, uh, people are very, very quick to let me know on social media. Right. So did you play sports when you were a kid? Uh, not until probably, not until high school um, did I play football that uh, when, when I, because I was looking for different outlets. Oh, I, my family is not very sports-based. Uh, I don't have anybody in my immediate family who's uh, at all interested in what goes on in sports one way or another, but we thought that we needed to give me something to do in all my free time. And so high school football was the, uh, was the chosen outlet. And I don't, I wasn't, I wasn't bad. I wasn't terribly good either, but we went to the state championships, uh, in Indiana, my sophomore and junior year of high school, the first two years that Lucas oil stadium where the Colts play now was open. So that was a very unique experience. And for as unathletic as I might be, I think there's a lot of important lessons that I learned from high school football that have carried over into a a lot of principles that you can apply in real life. That's awesome. So did you, do you, I don't know if you remember this, but do you uh, remember if you won the state championship or did you come up short? Okay. So I'm not that old. And yes, we got smacked. (laughs) uh, We got smacked both times that we went. So those are not very, not very uh, pleasant memories from high school football, but on, on the whole, the experience was good, but yeah, we got, we got run pretty good by the two teams that we played uh, each, my, uh, my sophomore and junior year. Wasn't it one, one pretty, one pretty. Well, I think I, I heard you talk about this. It was either before or after the uh, Colts game that we just had a couple weeks ago, but how you had better memories on the field as opposed to being up in the stratosphere in the press box because it's so high up there. Yes. The press box at Lucas oil is uh, like a crow's nest. Like it is, you get, you get a little dizzy, you get a little vertigo up there because they put your weight. It's smart because they're supposed to leave like at, at Nissan where the Titans play. It's a, it's a great setup because we're in the suite level essentially and what the Colts have done is they've actually monetized where the press used to sit. So it makes a lot more sense. They can make more money and set us way up into the rafters. So it's not a great view. Uh, but the, uh, the experience in Lucas Oil, either way, uh, for me in high school or for me now professionally, not ideal because it was uh, the, the subject of much sadness when we took those two L's in, uh, in the state championship games. And now... Uh, it is, uh, it's not my favorite press box, although it is a beautiful stadium. I must admit. It is a pretty incredible stadium. So, uh, how old were you when you, uh, thought you were, you wanted to be a sports reporter and did you have to go to a special school for that? 
So I didn't go to school for this at all. As a matter of fact, I oh. am not at all a classically trained uh, journalist. I figured out my probably my the the second half, the back half of my junior year in college. Uh, that I was not interested in going to law school because both my parents uh, work in or worked in uh, politics and government. And so I was a, po- a poli sci major, political science major in college. And I was not particularly interested in uh, uh, statistical polling and data analysis courses that I was taking. And people like to make fun of my voice ever since I uh, started to sound a little bit like this. So they said, you know, I was in a, uh, I was in a sport management class because my cousin is a baseball agent. And I thought that might be just an interesting, different kind of law. When I was thinking about going to law school, different kind of law practice to take. And one of my buddies in that class said, Hey, uh, you sound ridiculous. You should probably think about doing student radio. Just if, uh, if you would, (laughs) if you have, if you have any interest and I said, well, I don't know anything about radio and I don't know anything about sports, but I will give it a shot. And that ended up working out pretty well based on, uh, based on how everything is broken, but it's more luck than actual skill and, uh, and any kind of, uh, any, any kind of training because all the training that I've had has been on the job. That's awesome though. The fact that you were able to pivot and utilize your God-given talent, you know, this natural ability that you have. I think that's a pretty awesome story. That it, it, it is pretty unique, yeah. yeah. It means you don't have to necessarily go after or follow the path that is laid out before you. You can always choose a different path and probably you're having more fun. Oh, sure. You just got to want yeah. it bad enough, right? You got to, yes. it, it, uh, it doesn't matter what, I mean, it does matter what, you gear yourself towards in college, obviously, but if you find an angle that you want to do something differently, or you don't think that the path that you set out initially to, uh, to, you know, further your education and get a degree in, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily something you have to follow, uh, follow line by line. You can, you can make it work for you because a lot of people I know that went to school for this aren't doing anything close to this. So it's, uh, it, it can go it can go either way as long as you are committed and you have the right people to support you in those things because what I told my parents that I was going to go do sports talk radio they laughed at me and said no you're going to go make money after college <laughs> and not uh and not screw around like that but they uh they came around and and it ended up working out working out pretty well and they're probably your biggest fans i'm going to guess Oh God, no! Uh, they, they, <laughs> they, like I said, I don't come from a sports family, so they got they got no interest. They have I could I, I might as well speak it be speaking a foreign language to them, but uh, they are they are supportive even if they don't if they don't understand what it is that I do. Well, there you go. There's that. I can't yeah. imagine li- living in a family that that has no interest in sports. Yeah, you you're a really lucky kid. I'll yes, just take really it. lucky. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, it's it is. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of things, and I and I wouldn't change anything uh, about uh, about the way that I grew up uh, for anything. But there's. It's definitely you. Definitely lack an appreciation for like legitimate sports fandom when you don't grow up as a sports fan. Uh, and that, especially in my job, you're not supposed to be a fan, right? You're supposed to be a professional. You're supposed to give your objective insight and analysis 
when you're talking about whatever the team that you cover. But it it does lead sometimes, at least for me, to a little bit of a disconnect where I don't understand why people act the way that they do sometimes because that's not how I have an association with sports. Sports for me is work. Sports for every everybody else is what you do in your free time. Well, that makes sense. That, yeah. <laughs> so what does a day in the life of Buck Rising look like in the world of reporting? So... Let's just take it from a game day perspective, right? Because that's what people care the most about. So on Sundays, I get up at about 5.30. I have done all of my research for the week leading in. Titans, uh, the Titans have a great PR staff that make my life a lot easier. So I've got all kinds of notes, all kinds of information that I've chosen how to work into my content. I've written a bunch of stuff from the week that I'm going to redistribute on social media for people. So I get up. I put, I lay out my game day outfit. I do a uh, Titans game day morning pregame show here with a pumpkin spice latte in my bathrobe. Nobody nobody's got a job like me. I'll be honest with you guys. It's it's a very very unique situation that I've got. But I do the pregame show from eight thirty to nine nine fifteen. I get in the car and I go to Nissan Stadium if it's a noon game. And then you're working through. Okay, in a normal year, COVID's obviously made things a lot different. But normally we have pregame field access. So in those moments, you're talking to coaches, you're talking to agents who represent players who are there for the game. You're trying to learn a little bit more about what situations players might be in. What if there's a guy who has a particular storyline that you're wanting to follow for that game? You want to try and find out, do the background homework on what all of what what all of his situ what all goes into his situation based on the people who are around him and then you go through you find out who's going to play who's not going to play the inactives list you report that out on social media and then for me I go back up in the press box and I start to write my article just the bones of it so that during the game I can keep track of everything that goes along and and also publish whatever I'm writing in a timely manner after the fact. So you follow the game, you're keeping track of things on social media. You uh I've got a lot of uh, I've got a lot of bosses who are uh, who are constantly communicating things with me about where things need to be posted and what facts and information need to be distributed during the game, things like that. Afterwards, you uh you publish what you've written, you go down in a normal year, you go down to the locker room and you talk first of Rabel and depending on what kind of mood he's in, that can go well or that can go poorly. And uh, no, I kid. Mike's uh, Mike's always a really good sport. He's a lot of he's a lot of fun to work with. To be completely honest with you, uh, even if he can't get sassy at times. But that so you talk you you get the uh, the quotes from the coach. You go into the locker room. You work your way around the locker room. Sometimes there will be a big what we call a scrum around Derrick Henry, which is just a bunch of reporters, cameramen microphones in people's faces. I'm sure you've seen uh, what they look like. And if you don't want to go to the scrum because everybody's getting the same information from, from one guy, well, you use that opportunity to go and talk to other guys who may not have a bunch of people around them and who also were involved in whatever happened in the game that day. And you try to get some different storylines or some different tidbits from dudes who played a role but may not necessarily have been Derrick Henry or A.J. Brown or Ryan Tannehill because you know that everybody is going to gravitate 
towards those players, and they aren't the only ones involved. Uh, so then I come home, I do the primetime show. Well, actually, in, in a normal year, I do the primetime show from the stadium, uh, which is a lot of fun, depending on if I'm uh, here in Nashville or on the road. And then at the end of the day, I get ready for, uh, I watch the game back at least twice uh, on from the television copy. And then from what's called Game Pass, where we get the uh, where we get the coaches film, because at ten thirty a.m. the next day, you have to quiz Mike Frable on everything that went down on the game, and you know that he knows a lot more about football than you. But you got to be prepared because he'll check you if you don't know what you're talking about. That's a Sunday. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm truly exhausted. Do you eat anywhere in between? Oh, here? sure. Are you I kidding you me? I okay, so, so bad. Go ahead. There is a thing that you have with the press box spread. Yes. It's an important factor in your job. Let's hear about that. I don't know how important it is. It's it's uh it's very it's food is very important. Yeah, food is important. <laughs> food is also hugely detrimental to my uh to my uh to my efforts to stave off what the food does to my waistline. But we have in, in the press boxes, we have all kinds of food that's available to us. It's we have a press lounge that's behind where we sit, you where there's coffee and there's meals and there's candy and there's peanut MMs, which I love. And depending on uh, on where you are, press box spreads are different from city to city. So in New England, where the Patriots play, they had uh, they had clam chowder, they had lobster rolls. They have uh, they had steak tips. I mean, it's all kinds of great food. And over the course of four hours, you know, I'm 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 I, don't, I wouldn't say uh, I've got a healthy appetite, is what I will say. And I, you know, sometimes you get bored and you go graze, and you spend you spend way too much time eating food in the press box when you should be paying attention to what's going on. Now, COVID is a little different because they can't just put it all out like uh, like animals in a trough uh, feeding under normal circumstances but the, uh, the 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 press box food review even with the rona uh does does uh does seem to does seem to be something that people enjoy on twitter well i know for a uh, an opposite sort of situation Kason, um we all we we like to get to the stadium early sure as soon as uh we can on game days and pretty much he has a, a very set routine why don't you share with your listener, what that routine is. So what I do is that we we go into the stadium through the um, through the security, and then we I then we usually go to the team store. I I get the game day pin. It's it's my hobby at game days to get collecting the game day pin. Very nice. Then we get so, some food. My favorite is the pizza there. It is really good. And then and then usually after I'll uh, I'll go outside and watch the players warm up. Okay. Yeah. So he has zero appetite during the game. He is so locked in. Well, that's paying what, attention. That's what your your mom and your brother uh, were down there in the section. Now that we are uh, now that we are banned from the field for COVID purposes, uh, we stand and we take our pregame pictures and videos from the stands. And I was talking to your mom and brother before this last game uh, against the Browns, and I was told that no, nothing can disrupt Cason's pregame routine. You are locked in. You are ready to go. I heard you were decked out in all kinds of Titans gear, like you could have run out on the field right next to Derrick right. Henry and Ryan Tannehill right. and uh, and, uh, and done some damage. It sounds like so. No, you can't you can't ever mess with the pregame routine. I no. I uh, my my girlfriend uh, probably hates me most days 
uh, just based on how rigid I am about pregame routine. So listen, you're you're, you're speaking my language here, Casey, one hundred percent. High five. So, uh, do you follow any other sports besides football? I love college basketball. Uh, college basketball is my favorite sport. Um, that is really the the only like. Uh, the only thing that I'm still like a fan of is Indiana basketball. Cause that's where I went to college and that's what we're supposed to be good at. Uh, not very often are we actually good at basketball, which causes me great anxiety in my life, but I love uh, college basketball and it made me very, very sad to not have the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, so do you have like a specific favorite team from Indiana uh, uh, for college basketball? Sure. So the uh, the Indiana Hoosiers are my college basketball team. That is who I, uh, my entire family from Indiana loves. You guys have your game day traditions for people who are listening at home. Kaysen and Carrie's studio is decked out with all kinds of Titans gear. That's the same thing for my family who, uh, who my so who, th- those of them who are sports fans, not my mom. My mom doesn't really care. She, she doesn't, she doesn't really get what it is that we do with sports, but everybody in at least my state, uh, you are, uh, you're an Indiana Hoosiers basketball fan. Bobby Knight, uh, is, uh, is like, uh, I, I don't even know how to describe him. He's like Steve McNair for Titans fans. A legend. A legend. Yes, a, a legend. My college team, I don't follow college that much, but I'll watch it whenever. Uh, my team is, uh, either Vanderbilt or Tennessee. Very nice. Well, the Vols should have a good uh, a good basketball season this year, if not a good football season. And, and Vanderbilt, uh, hit or miss. Yeah. You know, it, it it depends on how it goes. Although technically, uh, not this year, but every other year that I've lived here, I have been a Vanderbilt employee. So anchor down. Yes, anchor down. Well, hold on a second. Except this year, you've been a Vanderbilt employee. How does that work? So when I was first hired by the ESPN radio affiliate down here, and I wasn't making very much money, I had a very kind man named Larry Leathers, who used to be the athletic director uh, who oversaw communications for Vanderbilt sports. And he needed a PA announcer, a public address announcer to do Vanderbilt home games. So Larry said, you know, we can't pay you a whole lot but we can pay you a couple hundred bucks to come and announce the Vanderbilt home football games. If you, if you could do that. And so I, at first I, re- I needed the money. So I did it and I had never been to actually a college football game before, but then after a while it became a lot of fun. It was fun anyway, uh, because you know, it's, it's a different thing and I wasn't terribly good at it when I started, but it's a good opportunity to see all the different sec teams that play against Vanderbilt to see some of the guys who are going to be in the NFL draft is how I ended up using it to, to kind of further my draft study as you get ready to see who the Titans are going to take in the offseason. And, and of course, the SEC has the most amount of talent on a regular basis that goes into the NFL draft. And uh, this year, they, they don't really have a need for APA announcer because there's nobody in Vanderbilt Stadium this year. So I, uh, I got the year off, <laughs> and it may be a good thing because I don't think, they have, uh, I don't think they've won a game so far. Sadly, no. Yeah. So well, that's a really cool story. Yeah, I, uh, I, I cannot. Larry Leathers was the man. Uh, I, I still keep in touch with Larry, even though they, uh, they bought him out of his contract a little while back. He is, uh, he's a really good person. That's awesome. That is. So what's your favorite part of your job? Oh, wow. Um, that's an excellent question because I have a really 
great job. I love, I think, I think my favorite part is honestly covering the games. Like it's fun to do radio. It's fun to do the podcast. It's, it's fun to do the streaming show. Uh, it's fun to get to cover the NFL, but like game days, you are, you're a part of what's going on a little bit. Now, obviously, you know, I got no involvement in who wins or loses or who is, uh, or, or what's happening on the field, but you really feel again in a normal year when you're, when you're coming out of the tunnel and you're down on the field and you're a part of the pregame environment, or you're in Kansas city for the AFC title game. And it's the Tennessee Titans versus the Kansas city chiefs. You're on national television and there's 70,000 screaming chiefs fans around you. And you really feel the energy of what makes sports so special and really what what we all work for in this industry everybody working for game day whether you're a player whether you're a coach media member whatever that's our most important day and those days are the most fun they're long work days uh that you know they ended up being somewhere between 12 and 16 hours depending on uh, on how it goes but it is by far and away the best part of the job because uh, that's what you spend all week working up for oh the electricity i love the fact that the electricity in the uh, in the stadiums it, it kind of energizes you for your job. I think that's really key. Oh, without question. I mean, and and listen for a while there. I got. I don't got to tell you guys. You guys are Titans fans. You know that they weren't always the most electric. Yeah, they weren't always the most fun to watch uh, in in years where they had down years. And so sometimes that was lacking, and it does affect how how you, you know, the energy that you approach your job with. If they, if they go, what was it, Marcus Mariota's rookie year, three and 13? If, they, if they're winning three games and they don't matter in November, I mean, what, you know, what am I doing here but to eat free food? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, either way, it's a, it's a very, very special, it's a great opportunity and one that I absolutely, by no stretch of the imagination, deserve. Uh, but one that I am absolutely grateful to be able to do, regardless of how good or bad they are. I love that. I love that too. So uh, what Titans game has been your favorite so far this season? This season? Hmm. I would say this season feels weird, right? Because the the energy is not in the stadium in a way that it used to be. So it does, it does affect how it, you know, even, even how I consume, uh, the games, but I'd say that it's between the Texans at the start of the season with how incredibly back and forth and it's Tannehill versus Watson and nobody's playing defense and there's touchdowns all over the place and it goes to overtime and the Titans win in exciting fashion, the way that they did, or, and it might be recency bias, but I was in Baltimore for the Ravens game and that one was nuts because I thought they were dead. I thought they were done. I thought they. Uh, I thought the season was pretty much over based on how the first three quarters of that game had come along. And then the A.J. Brown touchdown where he's literally dragging four Ravens defenders into the end zone and Derrick Henry in overtime. And it was, it was very, very – that's probably the most fun I've had at a game this year just because it was you couldn't believe what you were watching. The Ravens game, even though there weren't any fans of that game, did the fake crowd noise do any boos? Because that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> uh, you know, they uh, they didn't have a lot of fake crowd noise in Baltimore. And, and we sit, you know, it's a little different for us because we're sitting in a closed off press box. So we don't really hear a ton. But it was so quiet without any fans in that stadium that you could hear, you could hear Mike Vrabel and John Harbaugh jawing at each other before the game started. 
and you could hear, you know, every time there was a big play made or a big hit, you could hear both sidelines just yelling and, ch- and uh, talking the whole game long. And when Derrick Henry cut, literally cut an L into the, t- uh, into the Ravens defense to score that 29-yard touchdown in overtime, uh, you could hear how crazy the Titans sideline went, which is, it's unique. It's different. I don't know if I like, I, I certainly don't like it better without fans in the stands. Um, but it is definitely a, uh, a different perspective and, and something that sticks with you. Probably the whole entire stadium would have been qu- quiet the entire day. Uh, if there were any fans there after that Derrick Henry run, I, you know <laughs> what? I was there for the divisional round when the Titans smacked him around in the playoffs last year. And I can promise you oh, nice. that it was very quiet, uh, <laughs> after the Khalif Raymond touchdown or John U. Smith or Corey Davis, it got progressively. Well, actually, it got it got kind of angry and it got kind of loud, and then it started to peter off uh, once Ravens fans started to file out of M&T Bank Stadium. That is amazing. That is crazy. So, Kason, you're 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 well versed in everything that's going on in the NFL. You're well versed in the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, is this something that you want to do professionally? Do you want to be a a broadcaster? Do you want to be a reporter? What what is or is this just or is this just something you're doing for fun? Because either way. You know, it's it, you can do you can do both things uh, if uh, if that's what your uh, if that's what your ultimate goal with it is. To be honest, I just like doing this for fun. I like I like I like having these podcasts. I like make I like making the predictions. I like uh, breaking down the analysis of the previous game, then talking about the next one. I'm not doing it to get like really famous. I'm not doing it just to be well known. I'm just doing it for fun. What about the future? Like, as far as do you think that you might want to do this for a living? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's that's that's far ahead. Yeah, it's, it's almost like Coach Vrabel says, we're just going to focus on the next game. Oh, he's yeah. the worst. And they <laughs> one game at a time, one week at a time, you know, nobody's on IR, nobody's on the third field, don't even look at it. That's, uh, that is uh, <laughs> Mike Vrabel, you could, you could take one Mike Vrabel press conference and apply them to every press conference every time thereafter. He's getting really, really good at that. But no, uh, listen, you're doing it, you're doing it for the right reasons, you're doing it to have fun, right? Uh those are those are much purer intentions because me, I'm self-involved. I wanted people to know me. I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, I like having the microphone in front of my face. I like doing stuff like that. So that is a much better reason to do this than the reasons that I do it for, Casey. So good on you. Good on you. But you're getting paid, yes. and that's what's that's what's wonderful. I think you know that that you've found a, a way to make a comfortable living and do what you love, and that's the most important thing for anyone. I think very much so. I'm I'm very appreciative for the uh, for the mortgage payment that A to Z Sports allows me to have. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, Buck, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk with me and my mom. It, it's been really fun having you on. Well, like I said, you set you set high expectations, and I'm sure that I did not live up to them. But I was very happy <laughs> uh, to be a guest on the podcast. And you guys do a great job. And uh, and when you decide that you do want to do this professionally, just please keep in mind that I need to stay employed. So I would prefer you <laughs> not take my job uh, out from under my nose because you're pro- you're already better at, that, at it than me. Uh, I'm certain that the more practice, the more reps that you get, uh, I'm going to be squeezed out. Of, I'm going to be squeezed out of limelight here pretty soon. That's I, so I, I won't try to take your job. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. It's like the Cam Newton commercial, right? Uh, it's uh, the, I, I get the play 60 Cam Newton commercial where it's the, the kid is just pointing at Cam and be like, I'm going to take your job. 
I'm going to be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers soon enough. And, you know, Cam's not the quarterback of the Carolina <laughs> Panthers anymore. <laughs> Happens real fast. You blink just like that. No question. So uh, before we go, I have three questions I ask each guest. Are you ready for yours? Hit me. Okay. What advice would you give to your 12-year-old self? Oh, probably. (laughs) Uh, 12 years old. I would probably say just be more, learn, learn good time management habits, because I think that's a thing that held me back uh, more than anything. Learn how to better manage your time and learn how to be more direct and, uh, and more focused on the things that you want to do instead of, you know, being all over the place as all 12 year olds are. Yeah. Yes. Great advice. And I I can relate to that. I I am bad at time management. Oh, it's the worst. It's, it's okay. Everybody is everybody. Everybody. Was there a mentor or teacher that really inspired you when you were growing up? You know, I've had a couple Um, if I'm being completely honest, I, when I decided that this is how I was going to try and make a living, um, I really, really, I tried to, I tried to listen to as much stuff as I could to try and figure out, you know, how I wanted to do my job and how maybe to take some of the things that other people did or workshop things that other people did that I thought I could do or things like that. So I loved to listen. I still love to listen. It's the only thing I listen to every day. The Dan Levitard show. Uh, Dan is an incredibly thoughtful, incredibly insightful, and he's different uh, from a lot of people who do this job. And so I tried to model a lot of what I do off of Dan and how much fun they have. Uh, And Tony Kornheiser on his radio show. And then like from people that I know, because I don't know those people. Those are just people that I listen to. Uh, Teron Davenport has been hugely helpful to me. Shout out to Teron Davenport. Shout out TD. TD's the man. Uh, Paul Kaharski has shown me how to do this job when I had no earthly idea how to do this job. And, uh, and Brett Kern was actually very, very helpful to me when I had no business being in a Titans locker room. And I asked my bosses if I could go because we didn't have anybody going to Titans practice every day. And I had no idea. And I was very scared of the professional athletes in the locker room. And finally, after three days of me looking scared and, uh, very, uh, very not in my place, Brett Kern came up to me and said, Hey man, do you need somebody to talk to? And I said, yes, please, Mr. Punter. That would be very nice. And so Brett has always been, uh, Brett, I've got a, a lot of the guys are really, really, we got good working relationships, but Brett, Brett's by day one for sure. Shout out to Brett Kern. Yes, shout out to Brett Kern. Can you share with your listener and with Buck your Brett Kern encounter? Uh, Yeah, so it was last year during training camp. We were watching the players scrimmage, and I saw that Brett Kern was uh, tossing the ball with some kids and near uh, where we were, and uh, then all of a sudden he just came over and just started tossing the ball to me. And, uh, and we sort of, sort of played catch and that was just an incredible experience. It, it, it was, it, I can't even describe how, how incredible that was. He is, uh, he is absolutely the man and, uh, and they got a lot of really, really good dudes, uh, like that in the Titans locker room. And they, uh, they're always very cognizant of the people that support him. So I'm sure that as much as, as he means to you, you mean just as much to him, even if you don't know it, they uh, they do a good job of taking care of their people. Uh, so final. So the third question is pizza or steak? Steak. 
10 times out of 10. Uh, steak is, oh, I don't know. It depends where the pizza's from. Because I, man, that's a really, really tough one. I answered off the bat, and I don't feel I don't feel as strongly about the conviction that I just answered that question with now. What about steak pizza? Steak pizza is good, although a little bit overrated. Like, I'm kind of a weirdo. I love anchovies. I love anchovy pizza. I love salty things. And no free ads, even though I'm sure you're going to have plenty of sponsorships on this podcast uh, as it continues to blow up. <laughs> He's sponsored up. by his mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, aren't we all for for most of our lives without question? Yeah. Brought to you by mom. Uh, That's right. With it. Uh, but I would say it would, it depends. S- steak, maybe because I don't eat it as often as I eat pizza. But if you go to the right pizza joint, uh, it's hard. It's hard to beat a good slice. So I will say... Uh, I will say, I will say pizza. I will retract my initial statement. I will say oh. pizza. What, what kind of pizza is your favorite? Oh, you got to go with, uh, you got to go with from five points pizza. You got to get pepperoni and banana peppers and that, oh, so good. It's a little bit of, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of spicy. That is absolutely the move. Or if you're ever in Bloomington, Indiana, which is where Indiana University is, where I went to college. Mother Bear's Pizza. It's called the Tuscaloosa Touchdown. It's barbecue chicken, red onions, banana peppers. It literally, I, you can feel your arteries uh, clogging up. But oh my goodness, is it great. We're both starving now for pizza. I think that's yeah. what's going to be for dinner. <laughs> I'm literally about, I think I'm, I, have, I, have, I have about four hours until I got the primetime show. I think there's pizza in my future, yeah. without question. Without a doubt. So also, before we go, can you share with my listener where they can find you out there on social media, or do you have anything you'd like to promote here on the show? Well, since you have been kind enough to have me uh, on your platform, I would say that if you listen to this podcast, I also have a podcast. It's not as good as this podcast, but if you would <laughs> like to, you would like to throw me a bone, you can subscribe, rate, and review to the 615 Sessions podcast, wherever it is that you get your podcast. You can follow my employer at A to Z Sports, where I do the podcast, where I do the A to Z Sports primetime show Sunday to Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. And if you feel like following me after all that, if you haven't had enough, at Buck Rising is where I exist on Twitter and on Instagram. Awesome. So uh, thanks again for being on the show with us, Buck. Take care and stay safe. Uh, You guys as well. Thank you very much for being so gracious as to uh, allow me on here. It's been a lot of fun. Take care. (laughs) 